What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo! Hannah steps into it, pass is caught! Diggs! Sideline! Touchdown! Unbelievable! Vikings win it! Here's your ballgame, folks, as Flutie takes the snap. He drops straight back, has some time. Now he scrambles away from one hit. Looks, uncorks a deep one for the end zone. Thalen is down there. Oh, he got it! He got it! He got it! Touchdown! 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 Touchdown, Boston College! Christie kicks it high and short. Going to be fielded by Lorenzo Neal at the 25. Yeah, Pitches it, to... it back to Wycheck. He throws it across the field to Dyson. He's got something. 30, He's 40, got something. 50, He's got it. 40, He's got 40, it. 20, 10, He's got 5, it. End zone. Touchdown, Titans. There are no flags on the field. Under center is Wangler at the 45. He goes back. He's looking for a receiver. He throws downfield to Titans. Give me two, give me two, give me two. It's Michael Govier. It's the Plotzel Podcast, two L's, two Z's on Twitter. That's how you find the Discord. Join the Patreon. It starts at three bucks. We have everything you want, and we give it to you. You want to connect and talk about football or baseball offseason? Hot stoves brewing. We got some fun signings brewing, some trades. Eliezer Hernandez got traded today. Isn't that exciting? Yippee! Woohoo! Oh, wait, no one cares. That's right. I was, once upon a time, I was a big member of the Eliezer Hernandez hype train. I was leading the charge on that one into the town. Imagine an old Western where like a big mob's coming into town to you know, screw up everyone's life. But it was all based around Eliezer Hernandez. That would be me as the ringleader. So Those days are over now, though. Good luck on the Mets, Eliezer. All right, it's football. It's week 11. We love football here, don't we? I mean, football's fun. When you have a good time and you think about the game of football and what it can do for you, 
you got to get fired up. You got to take that energy up a notch. You got to get all your snacks set up and your beer drinkers drink your swill. You enjoy it. Go to town, live it up. But everything that comes together on a football Sunday where you can just sit on ass and not do a damn thing. I got to tell you, I've enjoyed that in my life. There's been many years. Could it what? Sitting on ass? Yeah, I know how to sit on ass. I did it better than anybody. I had the DirecTV Sunday ticket every Sunday, watched every single game, had all of the accoutrements of that package, basically from 2004 till about 2014. Every Sunday, that was my life. I wasn't going anywhere. I wasn't going to do anything. Nobody could tell me we had plans because I was going to be sitting on ass. Could it what? Sitting on ass? So that's what happened. But I don't do that anymore. I've grown up a little bit. Yeah, not a grown up. That's You could be a grown up and still sit on ass. It's fine. Could it what? Sitting on ass? But for me, I don't sit there and watch every single game on Sunday. I'll check it out later. I'll watch the quick plays, the rewinds that they have on the NFL networks and that other stuff you can do so I can get a feel for the games because there's just so much to do in this life. And I can't spend every Sunday during the NFL season stuck on the couch. I just can't do it. I can't do it, man. Could it what? Sitting on ass? Okay, I think that's the last time I'll hit that clip. But hey, uh, if you got any questions, you can throw them in the live chat. We could talk about your start sits. I know... Some of you people could be rolling up in here, and you're going to have your questions. And that's fine. I welcome that. That's why we do the show. So drop them in the live chat here on YouTube. Make sure you've subscribed and liked. That stuff matters, okay? And if you're hearing the podcast version of this, please, if you've never given us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, I mean, what are you doing? Come on. I don't ask for much. I don't ask for anything. But if you can find it in your heart, if you do enjoy the show, and you've never done it, because you can only do... An Apple Podcast review one time. One time. And by the way, what is the derivative of one time? I don't think I know that. I'm sure I could Google it. But, you know, in uh, hip-hop and rap back in the 90s especially, one time, one time meant 5-0, meant police were coming. And I don't know what the genesis of that is. But I'm going to Google it and find out because I want to know what that means. Uh, I know what it means, but where did it come from? So according to Urban Dictionary, one time means the police. Well, I already know that, Urban Dictionary. Thanks a lot. Jeez. Tell me something I don't know. I've made a huge mistake. So-called because you look one time at them as doing a double take might attract attention. Ah, wow. I did not know that. Wow, dude. Okay, cool. See, now I learned. I've always wondered what one time meant, and I never looked it up until now. So there it is. I know you guys come here for the... uh, Urban Dictionary breakdowns. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there you go. I covered that one. So, football week 11. Man, last week, betting is tough. I'm having a hard time with NFL betting this year. I'm killing it in college. I'm 125-98 and 98 against the spread in college this year. That's outstanding. It's true, too. It is. Yeah, give me a round of applause. That's a great season. 125-98 and 98 against the number? That's badass, and I'm really, I'm proud of it. I, I'm really proud of it. That's putting it mildly. It is putting it mildly. I'm even, I was excited and stoked about that than anything I've done recently because it's really hard to do. But the NFL is, first time I did a four-leg parlay. I used to do this in 2004 when I was watching DirecTV every Sunday, like I said, when I was sitting on ass. But I always did 
a four-team parlay. It's something I would do. I'd take $100 and only do one bet. So it was do or die. Four-leg NFL parlay, 100 bucks. If I win, I got 1000 back. If I don't, I get nothing. And I'm not going to chase it, and I wouldn't double down or anything like that. It was exciting. So I would pick four games that I was certain would win. And I hit two of them in a row in November of 04. I remember it. It was very exciting. And that was $2,000 that I really needed back then in 2004. I don't do that so much as anymore, but the four-leg parlay, the uh, memory of that remains strong. I still love the four-leg parlay, and I try to find four in games in every NFL week. That will be a winner for me. The problem is the NFL has been tough this season, and I'm not just saying that because things haven't worked out. I, there's just games that are so difficult, like the Bears losing to my Bozo Lions. 21 fourth quarter points. Jared Goff and company pulled off a miracle. I know Fields threw an interception and all that, pick six, and that will hurt your cause, but damn, I was surprised. That was really, really exciting. Chad wants to know, so what's the biggest question of the day is, did you get tickets? That's right. The Buffalo Bills, we're hosting you here live in the Metro Detroit area. They'll be playing at Ford Field this Sunday. Josh Allen and company will be hosting, use the term loosely, the Cleveland Browns in Detroit at Ford Field. So, you know, they've done this a few times. The Bills were here in 2014 because there was some situation where they had to play at Ford Field and nobody came. There was free tickets given out. So I'm hoping maybe they'll just give out free tickets because a lot of people won't be able to get out of Buffalo to come to Detroit. That's the whole damn reason why Buffalo left in the first place because of massive snowstorms coming through. So, yeah, I thought about maybe going to the game, but I also I just said this too, by the way, didn't I? I kind of want to just relax on Sunday and <laughs> and just kind of sit on ass. That's Could it what? Sitting on ass? So I probably won't go, <laughs> which is funny because I just did a whole thing about how I didn't want to do that anymore. But there are exceptions. Sunday should be a day of rest. You know, I'm Jewish, and Saturday is Friday night into Saturday. That's the day of rest, the Sabbath. It's a very, very peaceful time where people don't use electronics, depending on how hardcore you are, because there's so many levels of Judaism. But you're not here for lessons on Judaism. I'm not arguing that with you. You're here for football talk. So like I said, the Lions pull off that miracle. I'm certain the Bears... I took Bears minus 2.5. I really thought that was a safe play. I really did. I'm like, the Lions, you know, they'll, they'll be feisty, but the Bears will shut them down. But it turns out the Bears and the Lions are almost the same team. They're very similar. They're at the same level of expectation and production. There's some offensive explosions that happen, some porous, weak-ass D, and inconsistency. And the Bears and the Lions are, besides the quarterbacks, because you got Goff, who can't move, and you got Fields, who can fly. He can glide down the field. God, he's so beautiful to watch. I love watching Justin Fields. I hate that he's a Buckeye, but now that he's in the NFL, I really enjoy watching him. Chad said, Sunday is the Lord's Day. Only now the Lord is Justin Jefferson. All hail justin jefferson we we yeah we should all bow and pray thank you justin jefferson for all the wonderful catches you've made the production you've given us and as thanksgiving approaches next week we give thanks to you jj for football would be less interesting without you and the world would just be a little bit more drab without your catch radius and your speed and your ability to grab any ball at any given moment. 
We bless you, and we thank you, Justin Jefferson. In JJ, we trust. Amen. There we go. There's a little prayer for Justin Jefferson, the Lord of football, the Lord of fantasy, who made the, everyone say, the greatest catch of all time against the Bills last week in that bozo-ass game, which, again, I got that one right, though. I was on the Vikings, and I felt good about that, but because the Vikings are in every game. The Vikings are there. They will not go away. They're really annoying in the sense that they hang around and they, it's like uh, Teddy KGB and Rounders. Hang around, hang around. Kills got alligator blood. Um, I don't think I sound exactly like Teddy KGB there, but if you've seen the movie, you know the reference. Anywho, football betting in the NFL is tough this season. I'm going to go back to the well, though. Um, I'll talk about it as I go through each game and I'll give you my opinion. Um, Chad says that, that was the greatest quarter in NFL history. Oh, come on, Chad. Chad, you're hyping it up. Chad, using some hyperbole. I love rumors. Yeah, the rumor has it that the Vikings-Bills game was one of the greatest games in recent memory. It certainly was one of the best game of the season. I wouldn't argue that. I'm not arguing that with you. But, uh, you know, greatest game, in, <laughs> greatest quarter in NFL history. That's interesting. You think about the greatest quarters in NFL history. To me, production-wise, the greatest quarter in NFL history will always be Washington versus the Broncos in the 87 Super Bowl. When Doug Williams became the first black quarterback to win a Super Bowl, a great moment for everybody, for Doug Williams, Grambling's finest. But they scored 35 points in the second quarter. 35 points in the second quarter is ludicrous, man. It's incredible, unbelievable. I can't believe they were able to do that. I hate, you know what I hate about this uh, board, by the way? It has a touch screen, and you hit these arrows, and it doesn't move because i got to move back and forth between banks. I've got sound banks within the board, and I hit these arrows. There's eight banks. So I'm trying to maneuver while talking to you and entertaining you, maneuvering between these eight banks on the board because there's 64 total sound buttons, even though there's only eight buttons on the board. Anyways, Touchscreen sucks on the Roadcaster Pro. I love the Roadcaster Pro, but I'm a little annoyed by the touchscreen. I kind of feel like I'd rather have a non-touchscreen so I could make sure the buttons, I could feel them and it would move when I need to. Because when you're doing this on the fly and you say something like uh, the greatest quarter in NFL history, you need that damn to come through. Damn! And if I'm on a different bank and I got to move over five banks, it makes it tough. Nobody cares. This is production 101 shit that you guys don't care about. So I'm just going to... Stop talking about that. But, yeah, I'm excited for week 11. We've got a lot to look forward to. It should be fun. should be fun. love that it gets me jacked up every year man i love the monday night football the original theme i think that's the 70s version one sounded a little 70s-esque i remember i made a playlist on a cd before we had playlists we actually had to make mix cds and in the year 2000 i was getting really into burning cds and making my own mixes when we had the advent of making your own where you could burn a mix man cdrs I had old tons and tons of CDRs all stacked up, and I used the shit out of them, and I made a lot of mixed CDs. It was a ton of fun. I really enjoyed it. It was a real hoot. But 
I put Monday Night Football, I think, as the opening track on a mix I made in 2000. It was pretty fun. It was cool. That's how much I love that song. It just got me jacked up. People are like, why are we listening to Monday Night Football? We're supposed to be listening to music. You know, I was like 20 years old at the time. People wanted to hear legit rock, you know, punk rock or whatever the fuck we were listening to at the time. So I do remember that being annoying for my friends, but I love the Monday Night Football theme, and I always will. It never gets old to me. Chad says that we got some big news here, and it's related to Week 11. Keenan Allen is back. What? Are we locking that in? Is that a lock? Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, limited practices. They're starting to get in full practices, possibly. It's exciting. Looks like both will be active. Yes, they will, Chad. Oh, man, going down to FYE and making (laughs) for your entertainment. Yes. Sam Goody, FYE, making a CD. That was fun. But, yeah, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams look like they're going to play Sunday night. I was reading this earlier, and it looks promising. Just Bob. What's up, Just? Is a CDR with Lightscribe. I didn't use Lightscribe, Bob. I don't know that one. Huh. Lightscribe. I kind of want to look that up now. What the hell is that? Light bright, light bright. Turn on the magic of colored lights. It makes me think of Light Bright in that dumb commercial, Light Bright. Now I'm singing it to you. Light bright, light bright. Turn on the magic of colored lights. Boop. <sighs> I got so many dumb commercials in my brain that, oh man, it's so dumb. The Great American Tune-In is brought to you by Light Bright. Turn on the magic of colored lights. Light Bright from Milton Bradley. Light Bright, Light Bright. Turn on the magic of colored lights. Yeah! Light Bright, Light Bright. Make a face to glow at night. Just pop in the colored <laughs> pegs and follow the patterns. It's easy to oh, make light pictures with Light this Bright. This is old school. This is like your favorite characters with 40 light years ago. <laughs> like Disney's Beauty and wow. the Beast. Tailspin. Well, 37. And a little mermaid. Light, bright, light bright. Turn on the magical colored lights. Light bright right. from Milton Bradley. Thanks, Milton Bradley. Remember Milton Bradley, the baseball player? <laughs> Who do you prefer, the baseball player or the board game maker? Let me know. Hit us up on Twitter, Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Utah, give me two. Join the Discord as well. You need to be in that Discord ASAP. A lot of fun in the Discord. Uh,. <laughs> Classic. Curly knows what I'm talking about. What's up, Curly, my man? Bob says uh, you could put your own designs on the disc for Lightscribe. Yeah, I never used Lightscribe. That's pretty cool, man. Chad says, also, I took time out because you are awesome, but the next five days I'm going to be unreachable as the nerd I am in. Nerd I am. I'm digging into the new Pokemon game that came out today. All right, so long, Chad. It's been great seeing you, my friend. Thanks for coming by. You need to get your ass in the Pokemon world and... I, have, I had no idea there was a game that came out, a new Pokemon game. News to me, but I'm happy you're happy. Curly says, back when it was okay to jam things into electrical toys. <laughs> That's right. You know what I'm talking about, Curly. All right, so let's talk week 11 here. I was just talking about Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Looks like they're going to be a go. It A lot of fascinating wide receiver discussions relate around that one game, the Chargers and the Chiefs, which is a Sunday night affair. Total on that one's 52, so it's going to be high scoring most likely. But just when you think it will go high scoring, sometimes these games will go the other way. But with the Chargers and Chiefs, it's a safe bet because the Chargers' defense is not good, and the Chiefs' defense is average at best, in my opinion. But Mike Williams says he feels good about playing, and Keenan Allen says he didn't want to rush it. Keenan Allen was trying to be smart about not forcing the issue with 
his hammy. I mean, hammies are brutal. If you've ever pulled a hamstring, you know what I'm talking about. If you've ever pulled any muscle, it can linger for a while, but especially a hammy for a wide receiver, that's so, so devastating. And that's why Keenan Allen has missed so much time. Not having that hamstring so he can go full bore really makes his life difficult. But he says he, he took his time. He had the week seven where Keenan Allen came back for a minute and he tried to play on a limited snap count and it didn't work out. So now we are here in week 11. It looks like Mike Williams and Keenan Allen will be available for Justin Herbert to throw to, which is bad news for Josh Palmer, but I wouldn't drop Palmer yet. Don't panic on Palmer. We want to see how this plays out because he's shown flashes either way. They'll run a lot of three wide out sets anyways. Gerald Everett, three wide receivers, single backfield. The Chargers still will throw the ball a lot, especially against the Chiefs. I think the strength of the Chiefs' D is actually their run defense, if you want to call it a strength. But I'm not going to drop Palmer. I want to wait a week or so and see how this plays out with the Chargers because one of these guys could get hurt again. Mike Williams and Allen are risky in terms of their sustained health right now. But I actually feel much more confident about Mike Williams' health than I do about Keenan Allen's well-being. And that's how I feel here. Live on the Palazzo Podcast. Two L's, two Z's. Utah. Utah. Give me, Give me two. two. Remember, Discord. Hop in there. Join our Discord. It's totally free. If you want to, hey, oh, you're not on the air right now. I wish I could ask you a question about so-and-so. This is the way to get it done. If you're in the Discord, you can ask football questions any given time that you want to. There are no limitations, no restrictions. We cover off-season fantasy baseball as well. We're going to do a show next Wednesday, right before Thanksgiving, the day before. We'll do the Prospects Power Half Hour that I do with Benjamin Chase and Phil Goyette, who you should absolutely follow on Twitter, Big Gentle Ben and Phil, PH of Sports. Follow both on Twitter. Of course, you can follow me, MJ Govier. DM me about anything. You got some crazy shit going on in your life? You want to talk about anything but football or baseball or sports? Please, DM me. I know everyone's saying Twitter's going to crash and it's the end of Twitter as we know it, but uh, I'm not buying that shit. Twitter's not going anywhere. It's not going to fail. I don't care what anybody says, and I'm locking that in now. There it is. Boom. Deal with it. (sighs) Okay. Chad says, my favorite toys were a guy with boogers, a toilet, an extendable electronic baseball bat? What the hell? I don't know that at all. Curly says, come play with us in the Discord. 24-7, 365. Damn right. You know what I'm talking about, my main man. Thank you, brother, for that. I appreciate that. Yes, we're always available for you guys. The Discord's a lot of fun. And there's a lot more people than just me. Christian Crespo is a great follow. He knows his stuff. He's a great baseball mind, but he's also really big into Dynasty football just as well. So you're getting... A lot of people's perspectives. And I think that's good because you want to get a lot of opinions and what the consensus says from a large group of people, or even like a a group of five people who comment on a trade you might do or a start-sit decision. See what those five people think. And then if the consensus makes sense to what your gut was already, roll with it. Or if you get sold on a really, really strong piece of information that you didn't consider before, That's where the Discord really pays off. And we have fun. We're not uptight. We're very welcoming and inclusive. So please, anybody, all of you, we need more women in the Discord too. Like We have no female presence. And that really bums me out because I know women love fantasy football. So I know you're out there. I've seen you. I've talked to you on Twitter plenty of times. Let's get them in the Discord. Come on. 
Chad says, I don't understand how everyone is attributing Allen's health to being old. I'm like you guys. Do remember he was a glass wide receiver for most of his career. Like Glass Joe from Mike Tyson's Punch-Out? Yeah. Keenan Allen has had a lot of injury problems. He's not an old man. He's just always been made of glass. I agree. Chad also says, I think I'm firing Herbert in all of my DFS lineups with this, his price still down, and he is going to have his entire offense healthy. Well, um, didn't I, did I get that wrong? It's a Sunday night game, right? So you, are you talking about showdown? Because I believe Chiefs Chargers is Sunday night football. Yeah, it is. So if you're doing it, if you're doing your showdown lineups with Herbert, of course, absolutely. But I don't like to play quarterbacks as much in showdown lineups on DraftKings. That's not really my preferred way to do things. Yes, I know it's shocking, but hey, that's me. I'm a troll. What can I tell you? Troll toes. All right. Yeah. Yeah, they flexed it. That's right. There you go. Chad, now you're updated. It's a Sunday night football game between the Chargers and the Chiefs, live from beautiful SoFi Stadium, where the Chargers have the most dominant home field advantage in all of football. It's incredible. Oh, Nelly. On down what, motherfucker? So, let me get back to business. All right, let's take it from the top. Let's talk about Jets' Pats, first and foremost. Oh, by the way, I've got a new ending for our show, because up until now, Russell Crowe has always closed the fantasy baseball version of the show and i'm gonna keep russell on the fantasy baseball version but for the football versions i have a new closing i'm very excited about and i hope you guys enjoy it all right so jets at pats this game has a low total it's not fun by the way i wrote up a full breakdown for every player in week 11 for you on the patreon the plaza podcast patreon is only three dollars to start three bones very reasonable price yeah some people are shocked by that but i think it's a great deal whatever motherfucker all right well hey you don't have to be harsh jesus take it down a notch but i'm excited because i'll tell you this i give you must start might be a mistake and hell no in fact i might i could share why don't i uh do a little teaser for you here i'll share a little bit because I like to show off the goods of what you could have if you were a patron. So let me share the screen here. Oh, now they call it present. StreamYard's doing a lot of changes. StreamYard's got local recordings finally, which is way overdue. They should have had that like two years ago. Zoom already had that, but StreamYard's making progress. So good on StreamYard for finally getting their shit together. But here's a little dabble do you right here for what you could be seeing. Check that out. So there we go. Yeah, can you see me down here? Hi, guys. Hi. Okay. So I do it like this. Jets, Pats. I give you the line, the total, and I give you all the names for the three perspectives. Must start, might be a mistake, and hell no. Hell no. And that's... You have failed. That's how I see it. So for the Jets, Pats game, must starts. I've got Robinson is a must start. No doubt. Wait a minute. Yeah. Oh, I got that right. Sorry. I was thinking about uh, <laughs> I was thinking about the other Robinson, Brian Robinson of the Washington Commanders. So, yeah, I'm starting James Robinson. I think he's a must-start. I think Barrios is a must-start in this game. He's going to get a lot of opportunities underneath. Remember, there's going to be no Corey Davis for the Jets in this one again. So, you can't count on that. You can't front on that. So, I'm, I'm not going to be... I don't have a lot of shares of Barrios, but I'm just telling you, if you do have him, I think he's a must-start right now. I really do. So, Barrios, uh, Conklin, the tight end, he's been a lot of fun this season. He's a great play 
from time to time. He breaks out with touchdowns every now and again. And I think against New England's defense, that could be exploited. I'm also saying the Jets' defense and special teams is a must-start every week. Must-start. Might be a mistake. I think Garrett Wilson, uh, his prop on prize picks. By the way, I work at FTN, and I do a lot of prize picks plays over there all the time. So I'm up to date on that. Prize picks is awesome. If you love playing prayer, bleh, you love playing player props, then you got to be on prize picks. It's a great app. User interface is so easy. And I'm sharing free plays over there on FTNDaily.com all the time. But I think Garrett Wilson's numbers at 53 and a half receiving yards. I'm taking the under on that. I just think it's going to be hard for him to get the ball in his hands because of his quarterback. Zach Wilson can show flashes at times, but he makes a lot of mistakes and nobody has his number in particular. This is context based. Nobody has Zach Wilson's number better or more locked in than Bill Belichick. He knows how to play this guy and shut him down and he done it again and again. So I'm fading Garrett Wilson a bit. I'm not saying he's a hell no. I just said he might be a mistake. And then Elijah Moore, he never does anything for me. I want to put him in hell no, but I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt with he might be a mistake. Of course, Michael Carter. I'm take, I love Michael Carter. Coming in the season, I love Michael Carter a lot, even with Brees Hall arriving. But it looks like Robinson might be the more productive back for the Jets right now. So I'm saying Carter could be iffy. New England's defense, special teams, I'm saying, is a maybe, might be a mistake. Don't love it. I think Ramondre Stevenson might be a mistake this week. The Jets' defense don't play, and they can limit Stevenson, and that's a problem. Same goes for Tyquan Thornton, Nelson Aguilar, Hunter Henry, Kendrick Bourne, Jacoby Myers. Sauce Gardner is one of the best corners in football already. The rookie for the Jets out of Cincinnati who never gave up a touchdown pass in his college career. Sauce Gardner is locked down, and he takes away a big chunk of the field and the players that try to come through his area. He owns that part of the field. And the Jets, their entire defense, they stick to receivers. They make it really, really tough. So I don't think there's a receiver on New England that really impressed me anyways. So to me, it's an easy call. To might be a mistake label almost all of the New England receiving options. And then hell no, Zach Wilson, hell no, because like I said, Belichick owns him. Mac Jones always looks, Mac Jones hasn't shown anything to me in a long, long time. So that's a hell no. I'd never, I wouldn't start him, even if it's a bye week situation. And then Damian Harris is a hell no, because he's just lost. <laughs> he's taking a back seat to Ramondre. And even though he's not getting as many opportunities, the defense he's facing in the Jets makes it a no-go for me completely. I mean, D- Damian Harris is on tough times. There's just too many cooks in that damn backfield. Too many dicks on the dance floor. Well, too many dicks, I guess. I would have played too many cooks instead of too many dicks. But... Too many cooks. There we go. All right, so, yeah, that's pretty much uh, how the Patreon looks. I'm going to stop sharing that. That's a little preview if you, if you want to see what I do and I do each game. I give you the number, the total, and the players that I would must start, might not start, and hell no, I wouldn't start. So that's it. It's real simple. Chad says, side note, my college football bet of the week is 1-9 Colorado to cover versus Washington, plus 30.5. Well, Chad, I do college football picks, like I said, at FTN, and I do it. I share every pick. That's another thing on the Patreon I give. If you love college football, I give a whole spreadsheet of every single game I pick Every game with the spread and the total. Even though I won't play every game, I give you a pick so you have something to go off of if you're looking for another 
brain to pick on your possible plays in college football, which, uh, you know, it can leave you in a lot of pain. It can leave you feeling dirty. Like, oh, what have I done? Why did I pick Washington to cover 30 and a half points? You know what I mean? So that's why you got me in the Patreon. You go to the Plausible Podcast Patreon, two L's, two Z's, and you can compare your picks with mine and see what see what you come to determine for kickoff Saturday. Man, I'm glad I called that guy. Yeah, you're damn right. You're damn right about that. You're right. You're goddamn right. Uh, th- I don't know where that's from. That's from a movie in my childhood, but I can't remember where. You're right. You're goddamn right. I don't know where that comes from, but hey. I don't know where that's from. I'm a guy. Oh, boy. Okay, so I'm rambling here. Let me get back on track. So we covered Jets. Pets. I think I'm taking. Belichick owns Wilson. I just can't take the Jets, but yet the Jets cover. They win games outright. They beat the Bills when they're 11-point dogs at home. Oh, I really want to take the Jets, but the Patriots already beat the Jets in New York this year when Zach Wilson threw for like 350 yards, but he had a bunch of picks that killed him. So I got to... Gotta, I got to go with the... I'm going to take the Pats here. I don't think I'm going to bet this game at all, but if you're asking me to make a pick on Pats, Jets, that's my personal decision there. All right. Three and a half. The total's 38. I bet the total is an under. Feel very, even though it's a low number, 38 already, I'm taking the under. All right, let's talk Bears-Falcons. Justin Fields, he glides down that field so smoothly. 60-yard touchdown runs are the norm now for Fields. He's an incredible player. That is bullshit! No, it's not bullshit. He is an incredible player. Justin Fields is the man, dude. He is so good. And I love watching him play every week. Oh, and we got a newcomer. Felipe Paz is here. What's up, Felipe? Welcome to the show. If you're a newcomer, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Please and thank you. And, of course, I put the Discord link in the live chat. Totally free. It's free. Free. Felipe says, my team is quarterbacks, Geno and Rodgers. All right, so you got Geno Smith, Aaron Rodgers. You got Eckler. He's got a bunch of stuff here. What's the question? What do you think? Help! An exclamation point. So he basically lays out his whole roster, and he was offered a trade, which uh, was Kelsey for, oh, boy. Okay, so you got Hopkins, Allen, Pittman, Kirk, and Robinson as your wide receivers. You got a tight end of Kelsey. I was offered Saquon and Herbert for Jacobs and Hopkins. What do you think? Okay, so here we go. We got to the crux of this trade. Whoopsie daisy. So, Saquon and Herbert. Saquon, still get a lot of attempts. Still very much the focal point of the Giants offense and will be until he falls apart. I still think he's going to fall apart. I said it last week. I got to stick to that. And then... You got Herbert, Justin Herbert, who's we talked about last week on this show right here. We talked about Herbert. The best part of his season is yet to come, especially with Allen and Williams returning to the fold and his playoff matchups are juicy. So if you were offered Saquon and Herbert for Jacobs and Hopkins, I think if you need I mean, you got Geno and Rodgers, but you can't trust Aaron Rodgers. And unfortunately, the best part of Geno Smith's season may be over. I mean, I want to win a title here, right? Don't you, Felipe? You want to win a championship. So you don't want guys that have already played their best football. You want players on your roster who are going to play their best football going forward from now, especially in week 11, right? So, Felipe, I say, I think maybe you do this trade. Yeah. If you were offered Saquon and Herbert, you're giving up Josh Jacobs, who has had some big touchdown games, but the Raiders are kind of a mess. And, of course, D-Hop. I love D-Hop. I don't care who the quarterback is, whether it's Kyler or Colt McCoy. 
Hopkins is the man. That's a he's a great player, but you could yeah. If it's super flex too, this is a good question from Curly. Is this super flex? Let us know, Felipe. If it's super flex, I think you definitely do the trade. But something tells me that it's probably not super flex because you only have two quarterbacks on your roster. So that's my opinion there, Felipe. You're welcome. Thank you so much for being here. We make sure you join the Discord, Felipe. If you have more questions about your football team, you get free free analysis from all kinds of people anytime. Uh, he says it's one flex, so it doesn't look like it's a super flex though, meaning you, where you could start two quarterback leagues. So I'm pretty confident that I think I would do the trade. I would. Chad says more college football. I'm devastated all around over the Coastal versus Virginia game. Coastal loses a crucial game for their chances of being the top champion for the Cotton Bowl nod, the Group of Five team. Then obviously the Virginia stuff. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm sure we can't. Bl- you don't blame them, Chad. I'm obviously Chad would never do that. Chad knows that Virginia lost players from their football team last Sunday. They were f- murdered. They were murdered. They're gone forever. It's awful. So yeah, it sucks for Coastal Carolina. It does, but unfortunately, real life got way too real and. Football is an outlet for people to escape and kind of just get away from the challenges of their lives and the mundane, the misery, the pain. And unfortunately, gun laws and what happens with guns and people shoot people. and It sucks. It just sucks so bad. Yeah, what can I tell you? It's really sad. Felipe says, uh, between Taylor and Saquon, who would you choose? Oh, I'd much rather have Jonathan Taylor. Absolutely. Jonathan Taylor was a guy put in all of my DFS lineups last Sunday because I knew he was ready to go. Jeff Saturday came in. All the talk about, well, Jeff Saturday, how can he be the coach? Shut up. Don't feed me your media narratives. I ain't got time for that. I want to win money. I want to win my leagues. I want to win DFS prizes. So I knew that Jeff Saturday was going to run the football with Jonathan Taylor and do it right. And it was a good matchup against the Raiders defense, which can be run on. So I would rather have Taylor rest the season. If it's PPR, Saquon's probably a little bit more valuable. But again, I feel like the best part of Saquon's season is already over. And the best part of Jonathan Taylor's season is yet to come. That's the key. Give me the best of what's to come, not the best of what's already been done. You know what I mean, Felipe? I know you do. So I'm taking Jonathan Taylor. All right, we're live here on the Plaza Podcast. Two L's and two Z's, of course. Utah. Give me two. Follow us on Twitter, and then you can join the Discord. And if you really want to go hard, you can start the Patreon for as little as three bucks. But as far as this Bears-Falcons game I was talking about, Falcons are favored by three. It's in Atlanta. Total's 49 and a half right now. I'm Corderell Patterson. He's going to have a much better game than he had against Carolina in that rain-soaked mess a couple Thursdays ago. So I'm all about Corderell this week. I, I like Demir Bird. Demir Bird is making plays, and Mariota seems to connect with him on occasion. So I think Demir Bird is a, if you got a bye week hole you want to fill, I like Demir Bird to fill in a bye week hole. Now, I'm starting Claypool all day. I'm starting Mooney still. Cole Komet's my guy. Now, I picked up Cole Komet in like four leagues a couple weeks ago, and ever since I picked him up, he's had four touchdowns in two weeks. It's fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. Damn! Yeah, damn. So I'm all about it. Cole Komet train has left the station, and it's not coming back. He's out there. He's picking people up. He's sending goods across the country. He's doing everything a train should do, whatever trains do in 2022, which I don't even know why we have trains anymore. I can understand commuter trains. I know why we have those. I'm talking, like, commercial trains. You know, it seems like this is the best way for us to transport goods. 
these days? Trains? Semi-trucks? Can we do better, more efficient? <laughs> I know you're not here for uh, uh, vertical integration talk related to your management and your supply chain issues. So, yeah, that's not what you're here for. I know that. But anyways, just a little side note. Bottom line, kind of want to take the Bears plus three here. I think the over on this total will hit, even though it's kind of high at 49.5. But the Falcons and Bears, they really can't play defense. And I think this will be a fun game indoors and the fast track at the Mercedes-Benz Dome now, whatever the hell they call it down there in Atlanta. So there's really not a lot of guys. I'm, I don't – you could start Kyle Pitts, but it could be another failed week. It could be misery. But he could score a touchdown. So I can't tell you to sit Kyle Pitts, though. It's just – it's a, a dick move for me to say that. I'm not going to say that. Mariota's a guy that if you are on a bye week situation, you need a quarterback, okay, good luck with that. Um, I don't like Algier or Huntley. I'm definitely not playing those guys. To me, this is Cordero Patterson's backfield when he's healthy and it's not pouring rain and he hasn't just come off a knee injury, okay? So think about context there. All right. And about Claypool's going to be more involved in the offense. I'm really confident it's just going to get better and better for Chase Claypool in Chicago. And this is a good matchup against Atlanta. He will... I'm feeling very confident about Claypool touchdown this weekend. I really am. All right, so the Bozo game here that has been moved to my local neck of the woods in Detroit. Yeah, Detroit is how Gordon Lightfoot says Detroit in The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, one of my favorite songs of all time because it's based on a true story. Have you ever heard of The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald? It's a real thing. A ship that sank in a shipwreck in 1976 in Lake Superior. Ooh. Lake Gitchagumi. When the gales in November come slashing, you better take cover. You better recognize. But Detroit is hosting the Bills and the Browns. The Bills are on a seven and a half point favorites in their temporary home, which will be their home on Thursday, too, because they're playing my Bozo Lions for Thanksgiving. And I can't wait to talk. I'll have another show for Thanksgiving. I love Thanksgiving Day football, especially now that there's three games on the day. It makes DFS that much better. I love it. It's a lot of fun and it makes it much more interesting. But there's no way the Bills should lose this game. There's just the Browns totally screwed me last weekend in Miami. I really liked the Browns plus three and a half, but they got select. They didn't run the ball. I mean, what the hell were you thinking, Kevin Stefanski? What the hell is going on out there? I know Miami's tough to run against. I do get that, but man, what a nightmare. You have failed. Yes, it was a total nightmare, and I'm still pissed at the Browns, but I don't want to let that cloud my judgment for the game against the Bills. I don't. Because this is how the NFL works. Just when a team screws you royally, they come back the next week and they play a much better game. And you're like, shit, the Browns cover. I wouldn't be surprised if the Browns cover this 7.5. Just, no way the Browns win this game. No way. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Browns cover. I really wouldn't. Welcome to hell. Unbelievable. So, to me... People you're not going to use in this game between the Browns and the Bills. Again, the total is 49 and a half. Should be a high-scoring affair. Uh, you're starting all the standards. Both backs for Cleveland, Hunt and Chubb, of course. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, don't really want to use him in this situation because I can't trust him, even if it's a bi-week replacement. Um, <sighs> Naheem Hines, you know, PPR league, I guess I could see you doing that. I also think DPJ is a risk because Brissett can't be trusted and so on. So uh, I'm not playing Shakir. I'm not playing James Cook. I'm not playing David Bell. I'm not playing the Cleveland defense. 
and I might play the Buffalo defense, but I still don't even love their defense. I think the Browns could run the ball on them quite well. Buffalo can be exposed in the running attack on defensively. So that's my thoughts on that game. There you go. Curly says, I have a picture of me building a sandcastle on the shores of Lake Gitchagumi. No shit. Wow, that's cool as hell, man. That's awesome. Wow. I wish I had a picture like that. That's really cool. I want to have fun like that. Curly, you're so cool. Like 35 years ago. Yeah, it was 35 years ago, I'm sure. That's it's more than two weeks ago. Two weeks. Yeah. So, But Lake Gitchagumi. Not to be trifled with. So, let's get back to the next game here on the Plaza Podcast. We're rolling through week 11. I'm giving you the fantasy point of view and the betting, gambling, fun points of interest. Eagles at Colts. Eagles come off their first loss of the season. The Commanders, I loved that line all day. 11 points for the Commanders in a division rival game. I don't care if the Eagles were at home. The Eagles weren't going to win forever. That was easy-ass money, plus 11 in the Commanders. The Eagles are... Seven-point favorites on the road against a Colts team reborn under Jeff Saturday. As I said, Jonathan Taylor knows how to run the football again. The total on this game is 45 and a half. I think this game will go over as well. I'm, I'm just getting a lot of feelings on the overs this week. I'm not really sure why, but, you know. Genius, genius, genius. When genius strikes, you just got to roll with it. Child, please. So, I like the Colts plus seven here. I'll say that right off the bat. You got to start Jonathan Taylor. He's a must start. I think you start Pittman. Matt Ryan's back in now. So Pittman's value is back up. That's good news for Pittman. Matt Ryan's the quarterback now. I'm starting Alec Pierce again. Matt Ryan loves him. I'm starting Granson. Not Allie Cox. Tight end style. I'm going with Granson, who is getting more and more opportunities. And he had a nice little game last week. So I like Granson over Allie Cox. I think Allie Cox is a sit. You got to start Jalen Hurts. You got to start Miles Sanders. I even think you got to start Zach. Pascal, I think Zach Pascal, former Colts, comes back to Indy, maybe has a, a touchdown grab. It's a long shot, but I'm talking in deeper leagues. If you got to fill in a flex or a wide receiver three or four, depending on your league structure, maybe pick up Pascal and slide him in there. I kind of like it. Yeah. And then, of course, A.J. Brown's a must-start. I actually think, even though I said some of those Eagles are must-starts, I'm starting the Indianapolis defense. Their defense is good. And they're going to limit the passing attack. That's why I didn't say Devontae Smith. I didn't say Quez Watkins. I don't think. I think maybe A.J. Brown could get loose. But I really think the Colts are going to limit the Eagles' passing attack in this game. And Jalen Hurts is going to have to run more. And Miles Sanders is going to have to run a lot more for them to win this game. Which I don't. I'm not sure the Eagles will win this game. I really don't. I like the Colts' vibe. And they're underrated. And they had some, I don't know. There was just some dysfunction there, or Frank Reich lost the room. I don't know. I think Frank Reich was a pretty decent coach. I'm not sure exactly what happened. But I do know I like the Colts this week, and they might win outright. Uh, guys, I'm not starting at all. I'm not starting Zach Moss, the newly acquired Buffalo Bill. No thanks. I'm not starting Doolin. I'm not starting Stoll. Remember, there's no Dallas Godair for the Eagles. This is another important piece to this puzzle. Dallas Godair's out. He's out for a bit. Okay. So now you got Jack Stoll stepping into the tight end situation. He's, he's not Godair. And, of course, I'm not starting Kenneth Gainwell because he just doesn't get enough opportunities. I really like Gainwell a lot, but he doesn't get the opportunities. I think the Colts can win this game outright. I think the total comes in close. If the Colts are playing good D, then you might want to take the under, actually, now that I'm flushing this out. 
45 and a half, I might take the under because I believe the Colts' D will be better than we think against this Eagles offense. Really, think about it. Did you know that we sold out and we now have advertisements? Yeah, we've gone mainstream. We're getting $6. That's right. We've made 6 bucks so far. Can you believe it? What a dream come true, $6. Anyways, I wanted to give you some preparation, some time to be cognizant that a commercial is coming your way. I'm not just going to throw a commercial mid-sentence on you. I wouldn't do that. I respect you, and I know that's annoying. So here's a countdown for the upcoming advertisement from Starbucks or Spectrum, Comcast, Apple, who the hell knows. Three, a two, one. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. All right, Rams at Saints here on the Palazzo Podcast. Oh, hey, we got Suave JP in the house. What's up, JP? Hey, if you're a newcomer, you look like a newcomer to me. I don't think you and I have interacted, JP. Welcome to the show. Great to have you here. Got to give you a round of applause, of course. Thanks for being here. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Give us a like on this video, JP. And don't forget, we got free Discord link in the live chat. JP says, uh, I got 8-2 PPR 10-man. I got offered Tyreek, Kyler, and... White for Fields, Rashad White, for Fields, Kenneth Walker, Swift, and Pittman. Other quarterback is Lamar. Other running backs are Chubb, Etienne, Jay Wilson, Eli Mitchell. Other wide receivers are Ramon Raw, AJB, AJ Brown, and T. Higgins. So it's a two point eight and two. Your record's eight and two. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, eight and two is amazing. So it's a PPR 10 man, and he's eight and two. Good job, JP. That's fantastic. If you're getting offered Tyreek Hill, I always want him. Kyler, I don't want him. Rashad White, I do want him. I don't want, and you're giving up Fields, Kenneth Walker, Swift, and Pittman? Hell no. No way. Nope. No. I love Tyreek. You want to have Tyreek Hill, but I don't want Kyler, and I do like Rashad White a bit for sure. He's gaining steam and he's growing, and I still would rather have Kenneth Walker over Rashad White. I would. I don't want to give up Kenneth Walker. I don't want to give up DeAndre Swift because the best part of Swift's season is still to come, JP. That's the key. Playoff run, Swift, Walker, Pittman, and I know Fields, he could top out here, but I would love to get Tyreek and Rashad White, but I don't want Kyler. I think you go back to the drawing board on this. I wouldn't do this trade, JP. That's my bottom line. Donnell's here. What's up, Donnell? Again, another newcomer, Danell. What's your story? Round of applause. What brings you here, Danell? Just talking fantasy football? Looks like we've got a question. Make sure, Danell, that you hit the subscribe button, please. Just real quick. Just take five seconds right now. Hit that button, and then I'll answer your question. Thank you, Danell. Danell says, Myers, DPJ, Moore, or Claypool need wide receiver depth after losing Cooper Cup. Yeah, that sucks. That's a huge bummer. He also says, uh, Myers, Moore, Rondale, that is. Claypool or DPJ, full PPR with 40-yard touchdown bonus. Need the depth after losing Cup. So, Donnell, hmm, sucks losing Cooper Cup. I know that feeling. I lost him in a Fantrax league I'm in with the Razball. Uh, what's his name? B-Donkey? I can't remember what he calls himself. 
B-Donk. Either way, shout out to Razball and B-Donk and that whole crew. They're good people. They're very funny. Even though they're sarcastic as hell, I love it. It's my kind of, it's right up my alley. So, woo, okay, let's get focused. Jacoby Myers, Rondale Moore, Chase Claypool, or DPJ, full PPR. Who would you rather have this week? Ah, boy. This week, I think I'd rather have Claypool, especially for that 40-yard touchdown bonus. I think Fields can throw it up to Claypool, and he can go and get it. But I also really like Rondell Moore, and I don't care if it's Colt McCoy or... Well, I prefer Colt McCoy, frankly. Kyler Murray's just not been good this year. But they both have injury designations. And remember that game, the Cardinals and the Niners, Monday Night Football is in Mexico City. So that's going to be fun. So remember, there's a different vibe around that game. I love Rondell Moore. I really want to say Rondell Moore here, but I think with that 40-yard touchdown bonus, I'm going to go with DPJ. But it's really tight between Clay... No, DPJ. Sorry. Uh, I, sw- I misspoke. I meant Claypool. Sorry. Sorry. My bad. What the hell are you doing, Govia? Get your shit together. Good Lord in heaven. What are you doing? I know. I'm embarrassing myself. Jeez. You have failed. My bad. Claypool or Rondale Moore? Those are the two. I, I think Claypool by a hair. Rondale's real close. He's right here. I see it very tight, but no DPJ. Jacoby Myers against the Jets defense, no thanks. Now watch Myers go out and have like eight catches, 110 yards, and a touchdown. (laughs) But as long as Sauce Gardner is guarding, defending Jacoby Myers, no way in hell he does anything this week. No way. But we got to look at matchups, where players line up on the field, and that's important. So... That's why uh, where I work at, by the way, FTN, FTN's tools are awesome. They've got matchup tools. They tell you everything. They chart every play. They know everything, and they provide so many tools for your DFS and season-long fantasy football needs. FTN's the best. Go to FTNDaily.com, FTNFantasy.com, and sign up for a package. Use my promo code, MJGovier. You'll save a couple bucks, and the company will be like, oh, wow, you signed up because of him. That's a good thing. Just saying. All right, thanks, Donnell. That's a good question. JSK512, what's up, dude? Corderell Patterson or Zeke or Mitchell? Choose two. I'm definitely Corderell all day. Lock Corderell in for sure. He's a must-start this week. And I don't love Zeke as much this week against the Vikings. I don't, but he's healthy and supposed to play. Uh, Donnell says preach yesterday. Yeah, hey, right back at you, Donnell. All the way. Let me give you a shout-out. Thanks for being here, Donnell. I love it. Anytime you got more questions, come on by. I'm here for you. But going back to the question from JSK512, I'm going Cordero, and I maybe Eli... I feel like the game last week against the Chargers was an outlier. You know, Eli Mitchell got more carries and yards in that game, but CMC is their offense. They want him to be the focal point of their offense. So that's a one-off. So I guess maybe I'd say Zeke. I mean, it's Corderell for sure. And then I guess Zeke. But I'm not I'm not loving Zeke or Mitchell this coming week. I'm really not. They're not great matchups. So Corderell's a lock. Zeke and Mitchell, you flip a coin. I don't know how I feel about it, honestly. I just got to keep it real. I got to be real. Uh, Eric Figueroa is here. Should I trade Pittman and have Davis for Amari Cooper? Should I trade Pittman and I think, oh. He says he's got Deshaun Watson on the bench. Yeah, that sucks. Deshaun Watson, the ultimate douchebag, a scumbag of the highest order. and uh, But winning football, you got to win games. Yeah, I mean, I understand 
It's a personal choice. Do I want to win my fantasy football league with Deshaun Watson or not? I'll leave it up to you. I won't begrudge anybody because we all want to win. And, you know, the NFL sets the tone. The Browns are playing him. They paid him $230 million. So it's not on us. We didn't do that. No, we didn't. So I get it, man. Troll toll. Yeah, big time troll toll there. Uh, my other wide receivers are Omon Ra, Terry, and Kirk. Oh, he also meant, so going back to the question, he meant Gabe Davis. So should I trade Pittman and Gabe Davis for Amari Cooper? Hell no. Hell no. Do not do this trade. Don't do this trade at all. This is an easy answer. No, 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 no. I know Deshaun Watson's coming back, and that's exciting. But Pittman's got Matt Ryan again, and Gabe Davis. I know the Bills have had challenges, and Gabe Davis could be do or die. But I, I, that's too much. You're giving up too much. You are. I would not do that. I wonder what you think, but I would not do that. Uh, JSK512 says, do you think Palmer's going to play well? Josh Palmer? Or... Yeah, Josh Palmer is not a drop yet. I'm not dropping Josh Palmer until we see what happens with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen in that lineup. I said this earlier on the show. Do not drop Palmer yet. Hang on to Palmer. Hold tight. Danelle wants to know, second question, need to drop one for space. I got to drop J-Rob or Dobbins. I already have Taylor Mixon. Yeah, you're loaded at running back, Danelle. So, I mean, you are loaded. You are loaded, Danelle. So I say drop Dobbins, because even if he does come back, it's a crowded backfield in Baltimore. And I know Dobbins is talented, but he's been really injury prone too. And J-Rob is a nice fit there with New York. I actually said earlier in the show, start J-Rob over Michael Carter this week against the Pats. So to me, it's Dobbins, and I don't think you need to even worry about it. I know he's a big name. It's like, oh, I'm dropping J.K. Dobbins? Is this this what I'm doing? Am I really doing this? Can't trust it. I think you can trust it. Drop Dobbins. A, welcome in. <laughs> welcome in, A. It's just the letter A. For those of you on the podcast version of this, it's it's this YouTube handle, the letter A. Should I trade Hopkins for Amon Ra and Swift in full PPR? Hmm. I love Hopkins. But you're getting Amon Ra and Swift in full PPR? Mm, I think that's a yes. I do. And I'm I'm wearing my Michigan hoodie right here. I live in Metro Detroit. I was born and raised here. I know the Lions as well as anybody. Trust me. If there's a Lions expert out there, it's me. I mean, I I loathe them, and they've been the bane of my existence for 40 years, but I know them inside and out. I know how the Lions work, and I know that this trade, giving up D-Hop, who's a great weapon to have, let's, uh, let's look real quickly at the playoff matchup here because I really am curious to see how the playoffs shake out for the Cardinals. Because to me, this is a no-brainer. I think it's, I'm pretty confident you trade DeAndre Hopkins to get Swift and Amon Ra. That's not a, not a difficult call, in my opinion. But, and I know D-Hop is questionable this week, but I'm, I'm sure he'll play. It's a hamstring. He's been practicing. He'll be all right. But his playoff matchups, Week 15 at Denver. Whew. Denver sucks. They do. But they've got great corners. I know that Nick Westbrook Keen scored two touchdowns <laughs> last week against the Broncos D. Utah, give me two. But that's an anomaly. So D Hop is at Denver, home against Tampa Bay, and at Atlanta for the playoffs. Woo! Denver and Tampa Bay are tough matchups. So I think you do this trade now. Yep, you do. Do the trade. Trade DeAndre Hopkins. I can't believe I'm saying it, but I'm doing it. Just Bob says today is brought to you by A. Ah, the letter A. Wee! Woohoo! The letter A. 
It's like Sesame Street up in here. Janelle says, that's where I was at. I was thinking J-Rob is going to be utilized in New York. It was the name for JK holding me back. Absolutely. See, your gut already told you what you needed to do, Danelle. I'm glad that I could just confirm it here. Not that we need confirmation bias, but it's just nice to know that we can confirm the similar thought process. A also says, would you do that or Hopkins for Amon and Jeff Wilson? I'd go either way. Because Wilson's, Mostert's not going away. Wilson's a part of it, but Mostert is still involved there. He's a part of the offense in Miami. And it's a similar situation to Detroit, right? Jamal Williams is not going away, but DeAndre Swift is the more talented back, but he gets limited because of the injuries. So I think I would do either one of those. I would give up Hopkins for Amon Ra and Swift or Amon Ra and Wilson. I would, yeah. Curly says, I smash accept on this instantly. Okay, there you go. You're right, Curly. Another question from JSK512. If Gus Edwards doesn't play, Kenyon Drake or Corderell? Oh, Corderell all day. I like Kenyon Drake. I really I would start Kenyon Drake still, but I prefer Corderell a little bit more. Corderell loves playing at home. He has his best games in Atlanta. And he's taking on a Bears defense that is not to be feared. I'm not fearing it. I love Corderell Patterson, too, and I know he let us down last Thursday in Carolina, but that was a one-off. Forget about that. Remember, he came right off the IR the week, the four days before on a Sunday at home, and he had two touchdowns. I know he only had 13 carries for 44 yards, but he had two touchdowns. So I'm going Corderell. Though I do like Drake. Both are great matchups. Yeah, exactly. You said it. Both are solid matchups. And if you feel, you still feel the instinct, JSK512, to Go with Kenyon Drake. I, I won't blame you. That's not a bad play either. If Gus isn't playing, which right now I think we're still a little bit uncertain. Like, will Gus Edwards play? What's the update on it? Let me see here. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Hammy's listening. It's questionable. He's got the Hammy issue. So last time out against New Orleans, he didn't play. And they had the bye week. So... And Gus Edwards, really, he showed up off the IR in week seven against Cleveland. He had the two-touchdown game. And then he had a decent game against Tampa Bay, and he hasn't played since. So, I, I, Gus Edwards, I don't think Gus Edwards will be viable this week. So, there you go. That's my thought on this. Okay, I got to get through this, so I got to move on with my life. Let's go back to Rams Saints. So, the Rams are at the Saints. Matthew Stafford will play again. There's no Cooper Cup, as we discussed. But I actually think this is good news for the offense. This is great news. For those of you that have Allen Robinson, Van Jefferson, Tyler Higby, these are must-starts now. And I think Stafford is going to redistribute the ball. All those targets that went to Cooper Cup are gone now. So they get to go back to Higby for a safety valve. I love Higby in this game. Strong Higby belief. And I also like Van Jefferson, even though he lets me down with drops. He did score a touchdown last week when Wolford started. But Allen Robinson and Jefferson should be big. And for those of you that think it's going to be Scrowernick, Ben Scrowernick, the little, the, the walk-on. He seems like a walk-on who's playing in the NFL to me. But Scrowernick is not a guy I love in this matchup. But if Stafford dinks and dunks to Scrowernick, and you could load up in full-point PPR leagues, I can understand that. I'm not as excited about Scrowernick as I am about Van Jefferson, Stafford, Higby. And I love Kyron Williams. I know there's a lot of you Kyron Williams truthers out there, just like me, who are hoping he'll get more carries and a bigger part of the offense. This will be another game forward for him where he's off the injury. And I like Kyron Williams. And on the same side, you got to start Kamara, of course. You got to start Chris Olave. I like Rashid Shahid at home. 
Even though Jarvis Landry's back, it limits the opportunities for Shahid. But I would start Shahid on a bi-week replacement or a flex situation. I would. Shahid can make big plays. He's an interesting guy, and I hope they get him the ball more often. And, of course, Juwan Johnson's a must-start. Even if he goes off one week and then doesn't do money anything the next week, Juwan Johnson's a must-start. Which means if I'm starting Alave, Shahid, and Kamara, and Johnson, then i probably got to start Andy Dalton. But I don't want to start Andy Dalton at all. I have no interest in Andy Dalton. No, thank you. Don't want to deal with that. I know, that's a shock. <laughs> but Andy Dalton is just... Why did they start Jameis Winston? Why is it so obvious that Andy Dalton's the guy who should be playing? Give Winston another chance. That's putting it mildly. Jesus. What are you doing, Dennis Allen? You're going to get fired anyways. You suck. All right, Lions and Giants. This game is at 4 to 45 total. And I think I like the over in this one. I do. I think we're going to see some points from the Lions side. Although, no, actually, think about it. Nope. Jared Goff has faced Wink Martindale, who is the defensive coordinator for the Giants, twice. Okay? Two games against Wink Martindale. He's never thrown a touchdown pass. Wink Martindale is known for his blitz-heavy attack. One thing that Jared Goff cannot handle is the blitz. So this is a bad recipe for the Lions quarterback with small hands. Jared Goff, I'm not starting Goff at all. I think he's a hell no. Um, I think Swift is a must-start. Uh, even Jamal Williams is a might be a mistake, but a maybe. you got to start Saquon, and I think you got to start the New York Giants defense in this one. If you have the Giants defense special teams, you're looking to fill in a team like Miami's defense or, or any other defense that you have in a bye this week, I think the Giants defense is a good call, even though they can be exploited on the run side of things. I think there's going to be turnovers and opportunities here. So I'm also starting Danny Dimes because I don't fear my Lions bozos. Defense at all. It's total trash. Yes, it's total trash. Let me lock it in. The Lions defense is total trash. Thank you. Uh, Then I like Darius Slayton a little bit here, but that's pretty much it. I don't like Khalif Raymond. I think he's going to have a hard time getting the ball. And actually not that excited to start Amon Ra this week. I think it's a bad matchup with Goff struggling. I really, really do. So you make your own determinations. I'm going to take the Giants minus three. And uh, I think maybe it'll, it'll come in the under if... Goff really struggles. I think under 45 is in play now that I've fleshed that out again. I love fleshing it out live on the show here because it really brings me clarity. And I hope you guys are getting some clarity from it as well. All right, we're on the Palazzo Podcast here. We're moving along. Don't forget, two L's, two Z's, Palazzo Podcast on Twitter. Give me two. And, of course, the Discord's free. I dropped the Discord link in the live chat. You can scroll up to find it. Discord's free. So when we're not on the air, we're talking football, baseball, offseason, hot stoves brewing all day and night. Okay. All right, Panthers and Ravens, we're just talking about Kenyon Drake and Gus Edwards. and The Panthers are 13-point dogs in this one. Last time the Panthers were 13-point dogs, they outright beat the Buccaneers. But that was at home. This one's on the road in Baltimore, and Baltimore's not the Bucs. Now, Baker Mayfield's going to start, so if you're looking for a bi-week replacement for Tua and you're thinking about Baker Mayfield, boy, I just don't know how you can trust it. I don't know how you can trust it, but... I don't know. Maybe there's a little bit of magic left for Mayfield here. For Recall that there's a similarity here. There's a comfortness. The Ravens played Mayfield as a division rival over the last few years with the Browns. So the Ravens know Mayfield very, very well. So that leads me to believe that they know exactly how to attack Baker Mayfield. But at the same time, maybe Baker Mayfield knows the Ravens very well. So sometimes that shit cancels each other out. 
You know, one guy knows the other guy, but they know him too. So who's got the edge? I don't know. That's a good question. But over is 41 and a half. It's kind of low, it seems like. I don't think the Baltimore defense is dominant. I know they played better lately, but they're certainly not dominant. So I love, I'm starting DJ Moore. I'm starting Foreman for sure. By the way, I saw Foreman's prop total on prize picks. Last I checked, I think it was at 50 and a half for rushing yards. I was like, what? I took that right away. Foreman's going to get more than 50 yards. He might not have his best game in the season, but he can get more than 50 yards against Baltimore for sure. I also like LaVisca Chanel Jr. He's coming alive. He scored a touchdown on the ground last week, and he's getting more reps. I like him. He's very talented. I've always liked him. If he's healthy, which he is healthy, he's a talented guy. He really is. So, of course, you're starting Mark Andrews and receiver-wise. I mean, I guess you can start Devin DuVernay if you want to. I don't know if I would. Remember, the Carolina defense is not a, I know they got shelled by the Bengals when Joe Mixon had his five-touchdown performance, which was just incredible. It was unbelievable. It blew my mind. I was like, wow, how do he do that? Damn! One of the fantasy performances of the year. But otherwise, the Panthers are a pretty solid defense. They limited Atlanta in that game last Thursday. So just think about that. Uh, yeah, that's my two cents in this one. I kind of want to take the Panthers and the points. They're not going to win, but I think 13 is a lot of points in the NFL. It is. So uh, think about that as you will from a gambling perspective. Okay, moving along here. We're almost done. Uh, Commanders at Texans. They're in Houston. The Commanders beat the Eagles. They looked good doing it. It's Tyler Heineke's world now. And the Texans are not to be feared. They're not. And that's why the Commanders are three-point favorites on the road. I do like the Texans plus three, though, only because Nico Collins showed a bit of life. He scored a touchdown last week. I love Nico Collins. Put him in your lineups. He's a must-start. So is Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce is always a must-start. I don't care what the matchup is. He's matchup-proof to me because they feed him the ball. But I really like Nico Collins to get loose. Maybe there's a connection brewing here because he's been healthy for a longer stretch. And Davis Mills wants to get him the ball. Brandon Cooks, you got to start Cooks, but I'm not. Ever since the trade deadline shenanigans that went down with Cooks, it's it's not great, right? I mean, look what Cooks has done lately. And you're like, um, can I really trust you? Uh, are you really a part of this team? I mean, he had four catches for 37 yards against the Giants. He didn't play against the Eagles. He hasn't had a game where he's cracked the 100-yard receiving barrier once this year. Not once. He's got one touchdown on the entire season. That was in week four against the Chargers at home. So is Cooks like not, he's like persona non grata. They don't want him there, but he's stuck there. So they're just stuck with him. I don't know. But I like Nico Collins a lot. Love Pierce. And I like Davis Mills a little bit. If you're looking to fill in, again, a two a buy situation. Davis Mills at home. I know he has not been good this year at all, but he looked okay against the Giants last week. So that's all I'm going to say. He's at home here. I'm not saying there's a victory lap on Davis Mills or anything. Victory lap certified. No, no victory lap certified. I just said that. Not doing that. So think it over. Uh, but commanders-wise, it was so good to see Terry McLaurin break out and have a big game. Brian Robinson, I called it. I had Brian Robinson in all my DFS lineups in that Monday night game against Philly. And he got a lot of carries. He's the horse. He's the back. Gibson is not. Antonio Gibson's not a bad play because he's the second back and he can catch some balls too. But you got to start Robinson. You also got to start Dotson all day long. I want Dotson in Dotson. We got Dotson here. <laughs> Jahan Dotson. To me, he's a must start. I know he only had one catch last week, but he'd been hurt for a while. 
he showed a lot of promise early in the season, and I think we forget about that. You know, he had four touchdowns in his first four games combined. So don't give up on Jahan Dotson. This is a good spot for Dotson. His price has never been lower in DFS, and he might be available in some of your leagues for those people that gave up on him, depending on how big your league is. I like Jahan Dotson, and I'm not bailing, not walking away. All right, Raiders and Broncos. The Broncos suck. The Raiders suck. I don't know what to make of this game. The total's 41. Take the under because this is going to be a shitty game. You got to start Devontae Adams, though, and you got to start Josh Jacobs. And you got to start Mac Hollins because that's all they've got. Foster Moreau, I think, actually gets limited here because the Denver defense can limit tight ends. They got some good linebackers, and their coverage isn't bad. But if you want to start Foster Moreau, go ahead. I just have a feeling that this might not be a great game for him. I'm not starting Derek Carr. I can't trust Derek Carr, and I'd rather not be in business with Derek Carr at all now. On the defensive side, the Raiders are not good either. So. Will we actually see some life from this putrid Denver offense? I can't start Russell Wilson, but I can't blame you if you're going to try one more time. I can understand why you want to try one more time. One more time. You know, I would start Greg Dulcich. I like Latavius Murray over Melvin Gordon, although Melvin Gordon seems to be the lead back, but the guy I know I'm not playing is Chase Edmonds for sure. I have no interest in starting Chase Edmonds. He's an afterthought. There needs to be an injury in that backfield for him to be viable. And I will also mention that Mr. Virgil, the man himself, a guy who uh, reminds me of Virgil. What does that remind me of? Reminds me of somebody. But Jalen Virgil had a touchdown last week. It was one catch. It was a 66-yard bomb. But with no Jerry Judy, who got hurt, and I think we're in a situation here where Broncos are going to need Virgil to play, right? I mean, right last we heard, Judy's probably not going to play, right? Because of the ankle issue. He hasn't practiced, and I just don't expect him to play. I don't. So that means that Jalen Virgil is more of an option this week. Cortland Sutton is always a must-start, even though he never gets the ball enough because Russell Wilson sucks. So I don't like any of this shit, but I'm just... I got to cover it because it's a football game that's happening this week. Cowboys and Vikings, this will be a fun game. It's in Minnesota, yet the Cowboys are slight favorites by one and a half. The total's at 48 and a half. That's fun. I think the total might be a little too high, though, because the Cowboys can play D. Forget about what happened last week with Green Bay. Clearly what we saw from Green Bay, Green Bay on Thursday night, last night, even though Christian Watson had two touchdowns which is impressive very impressive flawless victory yeah it was not a flawless victory though because they lost so i think dallas's defense is still real solid here and we're going to see that in another test with minnesota on the road so i don't know if you can start dallas's d you can't start minnesota's d they're not they're average they're not great and guys like hawkinson i think i'm sitting hawkinson depending on my tight end situation if you have hawkinson and you want to start him because he's had a real rapport with kirk cousins since being traded for my bozo lions i cannot blame you go for it but i i gotta feel that hawkinson might struggle here a little bit dallas can limit tight ends at times and uh, i think the best opportunity for the vikings is to get vertical and get on the outsides that means justin jefferson Thielen who's not been great. Thielen's been a kind of a bummer. Maybe KJ Osborne gets involved. That'd be fun. But there's too many players that need the ball because Dalvin Cook, really running the ball against the Cowboys is a crucial way to bust them up and to get to victory. But it's not easy to do all the time. I mean, Green Bay, 
they can't run the ball against anybody, so that's a bad example. But Dalvin Cook had a really good game in a limited number of touches last week in that wild-ass game with Buffalo. So you got to start Dalvin. And when it comes to Zeke and Pollard, I'm going to start Pollard over Zeke. I really am. I know it's Zeke is the highly paid one, and he's cleared for this game. He should play without any problems. But I just like Pollard more. He's, he gets more results. Zeke is a plodding back who can rack up some carries and get like 75 yards. He might get a touchdown. I can understand that. But I don't love Zeke this week. I really don't. I prefer Pollard. And you got to start C.D. Lamb for sure. you got to start Michael Gallup. And you got to start Dalton Schultz. All three of those guys are viable. After that, who knows? Noah Brown has lost opportunity. He hasn't played as much. hasn't gotten as much targets. So he, I like Noah Brown earlier in the season. He had a real rapport. He has a connection with Dak. But that has slipped recently, so I'm not really into that. Should be a fun game, though. Can't wait to watch that one. That's one of the best games of the week for sure. And it seems like a game that would go into a high-scoring mode in the past, but not this year. I don't know because the Dallas' defense is just so different now. All right, uh, Bengals at Steelers. And this game... Remember what happened in week one? The Steelers, they got Joe Burrow to throw a bunch of picks, and the Steelers won that game. They won it outright in Cincy. Now Joe Burrow comes to Pittsburgh, and I got to feel like Joe Burrow is pissed about that last performance, even though he gets sacked a lot. And the O-line is, uh, it's been tough for Joe. I know they've been a little bit better lately, but <clears throat> overall, doesn't look great. It's been, a, it's been a bit of a struggle, even though they've crushed Carolina, Cincinnati, is not a team that you're like, oh, man, they're really struggling. But, I don't know, Mike Tomlin is a guy who, as an underdog at home, it's a good spot. I mean, Steelers are getting four points at home. I kind of want to take those points. But the Bengals are more talented, and they should be the better team. They've got the better quarterback, and that's what matters in the end. But this could be a field goal game. So the total is only 40. That's pretty low for a Bengal game, actually, which I don't know if that indicates that the Bengals are going to struggle a bit here or not, but this game should definitely go over 40 points. It should easily hit the over because the Bengals can stop the run, but the Steelers' defense is not very good. It just isn't. Even if they look decent against the Saints last week, that's a fluke to me. So I'm starting Mixon for sure. I'm starting T. Higgins. I'm starting Boyd. I'm starting Hurst. I'm starting all the parts, all of the parts of the Cincinnati offense. But the only question is, do the Steelers have a plan that they've kind of mastered to limit Joe Burrow now or not. That's what we're going to find out. But I love Pat Fryermuth and George Pickens on the Pittsburgh side. Najee Harris looked a little better last week, but Cincinnati's really solid against the run, so I'm a little more dubious of starting him. But I love Fryermuth. I love Pickens. And Kenny Pickett, you know, if he just plays within himself and keeps it simple, he's a viable dude. He can get the job done, and that's what we need. We want viable. We want somebody to get the job done. Moak says, do you think Cope is coming, a Cup is coming back? Well, no. I mean, not for a while. It's week 11, and if the Rams lose this week, they'll be even more in the dumper. It's just going to be... It's just going to be sad. Their season's in the toilet. So if the Rams lose this week, I say no. If the Rams win this week on the road in New Orleans, then maybe, yeah. But that's pretty much it. I don't have a lot of hope that Cup... I mean, it's a high ankle sprain. It's a serious deal. It's going to be out for a while. And it just doesn't look like the Rams have anything to play for this year. They had their legendary season last year. So I wouldn't be too motivated 
about Cup returning. I wouldn't be too excited about it. Uh, Sunday Night Football, we talked about this game a lot already because I talked about Keenan Allen and Mike Williams coming back and you know, how Josh Palmer is still part of this offense. But if they both play, Palmer will he'll be reduced a bit. But I'm not dropping Palmer yet at all. I love Gerald Everett. By the way, we've got a massive issue with Kansas City's wide receivers. We've got no McCole Hardman. He's out for a while. And Juju Smith-Schuster. Doesn't look like he's going to play. Right? So now we're down to MVS, Kadarius Tony, Sky Moore. These are the top three. Right? Kelsey's God. Kelsey's always a must-start. But Tony's value is even more valuable. It's even greater. It's gone up. It's increased. Because we had a situation where they had a crowded wide receiver situation, but now they don't. So it's exciting. It's very exciting. I love Tony, and I like Sky more this week. People are going to go right to MVS because he's the veteran, but MVS just... I've lived and died with MVS in my fantasy life, and I can't do it anymore. So I actually like Sky more a bit more. I really do. And then there's Justin Watson, who's a guy who's been on the roster, and he's had, he had a big touchdown early in the season. I do recall that in a primetime game. Might have been against the Chargers, actually, if I go back and double-check that. But, I mean, this is actually a prime spot where Kansas City, for the first time in their lives, yeah, that was. That was the game. He had uh, two catches for 50 yards and a touchdown against the Chargers in Week 2. I got that right off the top of my head. He also had a touchdown in that San Francisco game on one catch. It was a four-yard grab. But, man. This is a, the ideal spot for Kansas City with all the wide receiver injuries for the first time in their lives to really run the ball because the Chargers suck at running defense. They're terrible at rushing defense. They're the worst. They can't stop the run. They can be run all over. And this is a perfect time for Isaiah Pacheco to bust out and have the game of his life so far, his rookie life, the game of the season for him. This is the spot, and I really hope that happens, but... Andy Reid, they, they throw the ball. That's what they do. We know what the Chiefs do. They just can't help themselves. Ugh. Donnell says, in a keeper league, a trade cup to an underperforming team. Who is a viable trade offer for cup to see if it sticks? Well, I mean, uh, did you mention some guys? Because there's so many. I don't know who, who are the options. The keeper league, you trade cup. That's cool. So who is a viable trade offer for cup to see if it sticks? Um, I don't know. Who's on the roster? You got to give me a couple names here. Help me out, Danelle. Mr. Vengeance. What a cool name. What's up, Mr. Vengeance? What do you think about trading Miles Sanders and Pittman for Higgins? I have Monty and Henry. So you're giving up Miles. You get Pittman and Higgins? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Do it. Do it now. What are you waiting for? Come on. Hell yes, Mr. Vengeance. If this trade is available right now to be accepted, smash accept now. Do it now. Do not wait. Do it now. Genius, genius, genius. Yeah, do not miss out on this opportunity. That's a great trade offer. That's so good. I love it. Come on, Mr. Vengeance. Mr. Dynamite. Hell yeah. That's a trade that I would take for sure. Lock that in. All right, so I hope Isaiah Pacheco gets the breakout game, but we know the Chiefs play calling. That's what they do. They throw the ball. All right, finally, we've got the Monday night game in Mexico City. How exciting. Remember the last time? I remember a game in Mexico City between the Chiefs and the Rams. That was a legendary game. This is the 49ers and the Cardinals, the divisional matchup. The 49ers are eight-point favorites, even though they're the road team, but it's in Mexico City. So, you know, these games that are outside the country that change up the travel habits and routines ever so slightly. I mean, actually, 
Mexico City is not that far of a flight for them in the West Coast, Arizona and San Francisco. It's much farther for them to fly to the East Coast, of course. So I uh, I would like to see Colt McCoy get another start, but he's got a knee issue, so we don't know if he's going to play. It's a game-time decision right now between Kyler and McCoy, which is curious. But you got to start D-Hop, Forrest, and I like Trey McBride. You know, Zach Ertz out for the year, gone. Poof, it's over. It's very sad. Very, very sad, you know. I didn't want that to happen, but it did. We're going to get all in your face and point out your faults. Well, we're not going to do that. Zach Ertz, we're not going to kick a guy while he's down, but he's out for the year. Zach Ertz, done. So I like Trey McBride, though. He's got some talent, and I want to see how he gets acclimated into this offense going forward. Rondale Moore, I love Rondale Moore. I don't care who starts at quarterback. And, of course, on the San Francisco side, you got to start CMC, George Kittle, even though he's all or nothing so often. Brandon Ayuk is a must-start, in my opinion. And Debo's the guy here, because Jimmy Garoppolo's in charge of the offense. I'm really worried about Debo's value rest of season, because he, he doesn't get the rushing opportunities this year that he had last year. That is just not part of the routine, because they've got McCaffrey, and they've got Eli Mitchell. So Debo's value is down to me, and until we see otherwise, I would be... I'd be trying to get off Debo if I could. If somebody sees the name and is like, oh, I'll take him, I would try to trade Debo. I really, really would. I would. So that's it. That's the story. That's the week 11 analysis. I've done it. We did it. Oh, Denial's uh, saying, trying to see what their wide receiver one could get. Let me think. Yeah, well, get back to me on that, Denell. I'm all for that. Saif Nakvizi. What's up, Saif? How you doing? Welcome in. Make sure you guys, all you newcomers, subscribe to the channel. Please hit subscribe. Hit the like button on this video. And, of course, I put a Discord link in the live chat earlier. Let me drop that one more time. So, for those of you that just showed up, because when we are not on the air, we're talking in the Discord all night long, all night. Uh, just Bob says, by the way, Arizona has given up double-digit plus points in 9 of 10 games. Uh, wait a minute. What are you saying there? Oh, he says, Kittle is going to eat. Yeah, well... Kittle either eats or he starves himself. That's the problem, Just Bob. I love Kittle. He's a fun guy. He's highly entertaining, and he's talented as hell. But let's go back to Saif's question. So he's got a bunch of players here. Uh, Three-game losing streak. He needs wide receiver help. Badly. That sucks. So what does he do? He's got Geno Smith, Saquon, Chubb, Marquise Brown's on IR. Judy's out, probably. Pat Freermuth and a flex two in league. Patterson and Peoples-Jones. The bench is Jamar and Cup. Yeah, that sucks, man. You got major injuries here. Wide receiver, that does suck. Jamar, Cup, Marquise Brown, that's a bummer. So who's available then? I, I need options here. You got to give me some names so I can give you, because I don't know who's available on your waiver wire or what, what trades you're looking at. You got to fill me in so I can help you out, because I want to help you. I do. Mr. Vanden says, I'll be giving Pittman and Sanders four Higgins. We play a three-wide receiver league, so my wide receivers would be Diggs, Lamb, and Higgins, which sounds good to me. Hell yeah, Diggs, CD, and T. Higgins is a great lineup. You're giving up Pittman and Sanders, though. I, I didn't know it was the other way around. Mm. I don't want to give up Pittman. Matt Ryan's back in the fold, and that's good news for Pittman's value. I said this earlier. So... To me, Pittman and Higgins could be pretty even, and then you're giving up Miles Sanders for the hell of it, too. I don't know if I want to do that. I, I think you still got Diggs, Lamb, and Pittman, and you still have Miles Sanders. So I just don't see why that would benefit you. I don't. 
And Just Bob clarified that his comments were double-digit points to tight ends. Thank you, Just Bob. I knew that you had a point of clarification there when he said Arizona's given up double-digit plus points in 9 of 10 games to tight ends. Thank you. Uh, Outsole Chaotic. What's up, Outsole Chaotic? Make sure you subscribe, like, get in here. We're doing this all the time. I just dropped the Discord link in the live chat. Get in there, have some fun with us, talk football, talk about food, talk baseball offseason, whatever you want. Baseball, uh, NBA, I don't give a shit. We can talk about movies. We got the streaming channel. That's fun. We talk TV. We talk about the food we eat that we then poop out. We do that too. So Outsole wants to know, Palmer or Samuel in the flex? I just said I would trade Debo, and he's he's verifying it's full PPR. I'm, uh, man. This week? This week you could take a risk on Debo. I still think you need to try to trade Debo because they got too much going on there now, and it's just not going to be the same as last year. It's the value, the amount of points are not going to be there this year for Debo. I'm not trying to ruin the party. I'm just trying to keep it real with you, outsole. I really am. Okay? So know that. Because Palmer is going to have competition now in, in Charger land. Oh, shit. See? That's why we need clarification. It's Curtis Samuel, not Debo. Okay. Well, that does help. Thank you. These are the things I need to know. <laughs> Little details, guys. Helps me out. Thanks. So if it's not Debo, it's Curtis Samuel? Oh, uh, it's a better matchup, and the opportunity could be there against Houston. So I'd probably say Curtis Samuel by a hair. But, but, remember this. If for some reason Keenan Allen doesn't start, then I'm going to play Palmer for sure. I'd rather play Palmer. If both of the wide receivers come back for the Chargers in Williams and Allen, then Palmer, no. But if one of them is not going to play at all, I'm, I want Palmer in the lineup against that Chiefs defense. And even then, maybe Palmer's the better play. I think Palmer is, even with the two studs trying to come back to eat, 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 Palmer's the third guy, the slot guy now, who can fill in the void. And Herbert does like him. So this that's tough. That's real tough. I think I'm going to stand behind what I said there. Yeah, I'm going to stand behind what I said. I'm going to lock that in. I will leave it up to you, though, Outsole. You know best in the end. Can't wait to see what you do. Let me know what you do. Come in the Discord or just comment in this video afterwards here on YouTube. You know, YouTube's got a lot of interaction now with the feeds and all the shit they're doing. So let me know how things went. And I hope that I was able to help in some way. I really do. Love doing the show. Thank you so much. It's the Plazo Podcast. It's 2Ls, two 2Zs two on Twitter, of course which still exists. Twitter's not going away, and our Discord's awesome. And if you want to go even further, the Patreon starts at three bones. And Outsole says thank you. You're welcome, Outsole. Absolutely. Round of applause for you for being here, for asking questions, because you made the show better by your presence. Guys, the show's better. The live chat's better when you guys interact. The people have been down with me since day one, Just Bob and Chad and everybody. Love you guys. Curly and the newcomers, great to have you here. Let's make it more of a routine thing. As we talk football, we talk baseball, we talk fantasy sports here on the Palazzo Podcast. I'm going to turn it over now to my main man as we close out the show, Al Pacino. We'll see you guys. I don't know what to say, really. Three minutes to the biggest battle of our professional lives all comes down to today. Either... We heal as a team, or we're going to crumble. Inch by inch, 
play by play till we're finished. We're in hell right now, gentlemen. Believe me. And we can stay here, get the shit kicked out of us, or we can fight our way back into the light. We can climb out of hell. One inch at a time. Now, I can't do it for you. I'm too old. I look around, I see these young faces, and I think, I mean, I made every wrong choice a middle-aged man can make. I, uh, I pissed away all my money, believe it or not. I chased off anyone who's ever loved me. And lately, I can't even stand the face I see in America. You know, when you get old in life, things get taken from you. I mean, that's, that's, that's part of life. But you only learn that when you start losing stuff. You find out life's this game of inches. So is football. Because in either game, life or football, the margin for error is so small. I mean, one half a step too late or too early, and you don't quite make it. One half second too slow, too fast, you don't quite catch it. The inches we need are everywhere around us. They're in every break of the game, every minute, every second. On this team, we fight for that inch. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that inch. We claw with our fingernails for that inch. Because we know when we add up all those inches, that's gonna make the fucking difference between winning and losing. Between living and dying. I'll tell you this, in any fight, it's the guy who's willing to die who's gonna win that inch. And I know if I'm gonna have any life anymore, it's because I'm still willing to fight and die for that inch. Because that's what living is. The six inches in front of your face. Now I can't make you do it. You gotta look at the guy next to you. Look into his eyes. Now I think you're gonna see a guy who will go that inch with you. You're going to see a guy who will sacrifice himself for this team because he knows when it comes down to it, you're going to do the same for him. That's a team, gentlemen. And either we heal now as a team or we will die as individuals. That's football, guys. That's all it is. Now, what are you going to do?
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.